Can shooting sport be used as a tool to teach gun safety? You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's March 28, 2016. I'm reporter Kevin Nutley. Today we are joined by two-time Olympic champion in skeet shooting Vincent Hancock. Vincent is busy gearing up for the Rio 2016 Olympics that are now less than five months away and says that not only is skeet shooting not dangerous, it's one of the safest sports in the Olympics. Vincent joins us today during a break in his training. Take us through a bit of your training routine and how you were preparing for the Rio Olympics. Well, I'm actually out at the range right now. So it pretty much starts a, a daily routine is get up, uh, take the girls to school, or my wife goes to, goes to school with them. I, then I meet her at the, at the gym, do about an hour's worth of work at the gym, then head over here and start shooting about 9, 9.30 or so. Uh, shoot for several hours, have lunch, maybe shoot a little bit after lunch as well, head back to the gym, uh, do some lifting, and then go and pick up either one of my daughters or both my daughters, depending on what day it is at school. They're five and four, so they're still pretty young, and uh, and then head home. And that's pretty much my day. Excellent. And you mentioned you're, you, know, you go to the gym. What kind of exercises do you use to get better at skeet shooting? Uh, well, it's more of not any specific type of uh of workout that I do. It's mainly just to try to keep my body in good physical shape. Uh, I try not to change my, my physique too much. Uh, just simply because the way that, that I've been over the last few years is worked. Uh, I try to stay at a certain weight. I'm about 170, a change between 172 and 175. And, um, so I do cardio. I love to run. Uh, that's one of the big things that I do, uh, work some on the rower as well. And then just lifting weights, whether that be, uh, back exercises, chest, shoulders, legs, core. Uh, I try to hit it all. And as a two-time gold medalist, do you feel a lot of pressure going into this next Olympics to complete the three-peat and win gold again? Uh, I actually think that I feel less pressure this time than I have in the last two. Now, the first one, I was kind of expected to win. Everybody had that expectation for me, and I had that expectation. Yeah. Uh, this time around, I don't feel as much pressure. I, I don't really know exactly what it is for sure, uh, but leading into 2012, I had a bad year in 2011, so I think a lot of people expected me not to win. So having changed over my routine and my, the way that I was practicing in 2011, it was able to, I was able to get up there and prove it to myself that I was able to do it again. Now heading into Rio, going for three in a row, I don't really feel any outside expectations uh, this last year, I had a, a really good year, won the World Championships along with two other World Cups, and I have that expectation of every time I step on the field, I know that I can win. Even if I'm not competing my best, I'm still able to get myself into a zone that I need to to be able to overcome whatever adversity is being thrown at me, and I can get there, and I can do it. So knowing that, and my expectations never change. Uh, I always, every time I go out, I expect to win, and the Olympics is no different. And do, there's been a lot made of the uh, the Zika virus in Brazil with mosquitoes. Do you have any concerns about the virus, and what is your plan to keep yourself protected? Uh, I try not to, to concern myself too much. Obviously, there's things down there in addition to just the Zika virus that we want to be aware of. But the U.S. Olympic Committee is doing a great job of, of giving us some information on what we can, what we need to know and what we can learn about uh, the things that we're going to encounter when we go down there. And Zika virus is just another one of those things. Uh, I think there's something that we have to watch out for at every Olympics we go to. And, um, you know, 
obviously it's, it's something that I need to watch, and I will do my best to, to try to keep up on it and use the advice that's given to me from the Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. And will your family be joining you in Rio? Uh, my wife will. My mm-hmm. daughters are going to stay home. They actually start school that week. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, the grandparents coming in, and they're going to watch the girls for us. Uh, but my wife will come down probably a few days before my match and then stay maybe a day or two afterwards, and then she'll head back home to take care of the kids again. And is she is she concerned about the Zika virus at all? Is that something that's crossed her mind? Uh, she's just, you know, asked the asked the question about, you know, what is it and trying to get the, the same information that, that we're all trying to get as athletes. And, but, you know, the, whatever I get from the Olympic Committee, I just try to pass on to her and, mm-hmm. and make sure that everything is taken care of. All right. Sounds great. And do you think shooting sport could be used as a, a tool to raise awareness about using guns in a nonviolent and competitive manner? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's one of the biggest misconceptions about my sport is that we we are a dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, we're the safest sport in the world. We've never had a fatality in organized shooting, and we have fewer injuries than pretty much any other sport that you can possibly find. So it's something that we, we stress from the very get-go, from the first time anyone steps foot on a range, or we try to even get them before they even touch a firearm in the first place, is to teach them about safety. Uh, muzzle awareness and knowing that you are the where the safety starts and ends. It's not the gun's fault. It's not anything that is, that's on there that, yes, the firearm has a safety on it, but you're the person that turns on or off that safety. And it, coming out here, the shooting sports is growing pretty quickly, especially in the youth organizations that we have around the, around the country. And we're stressing to them safety first and getting them to come out here. And it's a lot of fun. They can, they don't have to be a stellar super athlete that's, that has God given ability more so than, than anybody else who would have come out here and shoot good. They can come out, join a part of a team. And the nice thing about this sport is that you get out of it, what you put into it, depending on how much work and how much drive you have, and how much work you put into it, that's what you're going to reap when you sow it out here. Mm-hmm. All right. And do you expect any difficulties getting your equipment, particularly your gun, into Brazil? Uh, I've been to Brazil three other times, and mm-hmm. it hasn't really been much of an issue in the past. So uh, everywhere we go, we have to get gun permits and make sure that the uh, that the country knows we're coming in. But the organizing committee does a really good job to make sure that everything is well taken care of, uh, you know, our guns go in a in a, a hard case that's locked with multiple locks on it. Um, mine's a hard plastic case with a bunch of foam inside. So it's I've watched it get dropped from 10 feet <laughs> and be perfectly fine and, uh, and not have any issues. So thankfully, with a shotgun, you, you don't really have any aiming devices. Right. Uh, we don't have scopes. We don't have sights, nothing like that. It's just the, the gun itself and the barrels. and It's... Thankfully, ours is very, very simple, so we don't have to be as, as crazy about making sure that everything is precisely tuned because the the way that it shoots here at home is the way that it's going to shoot when it gets there, wherever we're going. Right, makes it a little easier to travel with, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what is your opinion on the gun control debate in America? <clears throat> well, I think that uh, a lot of people definitely have a lot of varying opinions. Uh, for me, I'm a, a pro-Second Amendment supporter. Mm-hmm. Um I'm also in the distinction that I don't want criminals and terrorists to be able to get firearms. Right. So there's a, 
there's a fine line in the way that goes, uh, the way that those two things are handled. But the reality is that we have thousands, tens of thousands of gun laws in this country, and we don't need any more laws. We just need to have the ones that are actually already there enforced, and that'll prob- properly handle the, the issues if there are any in any places that we have. Mm-hmm. It can take care of itself what we've already got going. We just need to make sure that things are taken care of the proper way and done the way that they're, they've already been agreed on and passed into law. And have you seen a lot of growth in your sport in recent years? I have, uh, especially here in Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. I live in Fort Worth, Texas now. I moved from Georgia a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's youth organizations that are coming through, and the one that's local here is called YTF, Youth Target Foundation. Uh, they have grown it exponentially just in the DFW Metroplex, and they've got thousands of kids competing from uh, from high schools all over, public and private schools. So that's a, a great avenue that, that's been growing increasingly every year, as well as the organization that I shot in when I was younger, uh, which is SCTP, or Scholastic Clay Target Program. That's a, a, a large national governing body that has tens of thousands of kids competing and at their national championships last year when I was there, I think there was over 2,000 kids there competing oh, wow. uh, over a course of a week. So you're starting to see a lot of growth. People are coming into this sport and realizing this, that it's not a dangerous sport. It's actually a lot of fun. Kids can be a part of a team. It's an individual sport, but it's also a team aspect as well. And they're just having fun with it. And is there anything more that could be done to increase youth, youth participation in your mind? I think just the opportunity for us to be able to express and show people this safety aspect of what we do and realizing that we shoot clay targets. Uh, there's there's no, there's nothing that can be harmed in shooting a clay target. And uh, we, we make sure that everything is done the correct way. You find a local gun club and, uh, and go out and you know, hopefully you're finding a good instructor and we have a lot of instructors that are going through the NRA courses or USA shooting courses or uh, NSCA or NSSA courses. Those are the different shooting organizations that are here in the U.S. And um, yeah, just give us the opportunity to show the sport that, that I love and the sport that so many are coming to. And that's really what we need. We need, not, we need that opportunity to just show people that it's safe, it's fun, and anybody can do it. All right, Vincent, well, was there anything else you'd like to add? Uh the, I guess the only thing I'd like to say is that uh, I'm thankful for my family, obviously, and I think that the way that I've been able to do the things that I've been able to do is it's been a God-given talent that I've been able to, to work with and try to work, work uh, well, yeah, I already said work with as best <laughs> I can, and uh, you know, I just thank God that I'm able to do what I do. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Vincent. This has been the latest edition of ATR Radio with uh, Olympic champion in skeet shooting, Vincent Hancock. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening to this latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Kevin Nutley. Keep up to date with all the latest updates from around the rings by following us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram.